else is on that list? I think uh, Trey. Annalise. Put, Annalise. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think uh, Blanca Hernandez is on the list right there. And uh, who else? Uh, Andrea is on that list. I think Robert told me Andrea's on that list. He signed you up, so anyway. <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask Pastor to come on up. He's going to be on the podcast with us today. Amen. Praise God for that. Amen. Uh, some good reports. Uh, I just got a good report from Sister Sylvia. She wasn't feeling too well. They were going to do some tests and things like that that's been going on for a couple of months now. But praise God, today they said there's absolutely no trace of anything, no cancer, no anything. Amen. So praise God for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to get started on, um, I, th I think one of these mics are he's, on. He's getting, he's oh, he's getting taken care of. He's uh, working on it. Okay. There he is. Um, here we go for uh, our podcast, for those that are viewing. God bless you, and thanks for tuning in to uh, New Life Podcast. Uh, it's a blessing to be able to come into your homes, your business, wherever you're listening to us or watching us. Um, in my case, I listen to podcasts every day, so I'm listening. And, uh, man, sometimes uh, I get so caught up on them, Pastor Kerry, that uh, I'm listening to all the information and everything, and... There's people that are saying stuff to me, and I'm just like in another world. I'm like, oh, you're right in front of me, man. Sorry, because <laughs> I get so caught up in it. But uh, Pastor Kerry, today we have the senior pastor from this ministry uh, that started on television. Now we're doing podcasts, and we're going to talk about all those differences, Pastor, because everything has changed, Pastor. And we're going to talk about some changes in, in ministry. But we're talking about 40 years of ministry we're talking to leaders, um, uh, members, just, just in general, uh, how we can advance in our Christian walk. But before we get started, Pastor Kerry, uh, give us a rundown on where we are, how they can get um, uh, in contact with us and all that good stuff. Yeah, so like Pastor Chris said, um, you can watch these on video on our Facebook page, which is Ministerio Salona Vida, or you can catch these on YouTube, which is MNV Lubbock. If you haven't liked either of those or you haven't subscribed to YouTube, we encourage you to. Um, and if you want to listen to it uh, via audio, you can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or even Spotify. Those are the three main platforms you can check those on. You just got to search New Life Podcast, and you can subscribe and get those automatically downloaded to your phone every single week when they pop up on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Yes, Amen. Pastor, it's been 40 years, or it's going to be 40 years, December 11th of this year. Celebrating 40 years. Yeah, praise God for that. For those of you that, that are here in, in the audience, that's a long time. That's how long I've been living. That's how long you've been living. Yeah. Wow. So you were one year Chill, old. Chill, bro. You were one year Sitting old. Yeah, wow, too excited. Like, when, when, you, when was your birthday? June 23rd, June. 1983. So you were June. So you were about five, six months old when mm -hmm. Pastor started this ministry. Yes, sir. Wow. That's, uh, that's uh, uh, a long time, man. Yes, sir. A long, long time. Not that you know? long. <laughs> 40 years of ministry, 40 years of ministry, just trying to, just trying to rub it in a little I'm bit. I'm too old for the youth ministry, and I'm too old now for the adults, man. What the yeah, heck? Yeah, you're right in the middle, man. That's weird. All right. That's you, all good. <laughs> uh, you know, Pastor, back in the day, we would start off the broadcast by saying, hey, God bless you, and thank you for tuning in to 30 Minutes of New Life, or uh, one hour of new life, and it just, man, it's totally different now. Podcasts, everything's totally different, but not only... Uh, is doing some of the things that we're doing today different, 
uh, on the podcast and, and things like that, but also ministry has changed so much. So I guess what I want to start off with, and, and Carrie, you can jump in whenever you want to, but I, I think one of the things that, that and there's because there's pastors that also watch this and listen to this and things like that, what's been, um, what's been the key uh, to longevity these 40 years? In other words, what's, what do you think has kept you going to get to here without saying, hey, you know what, um, I think we're done. Through all the changes, through COVID, through, through so many challenges, what's been the key, you think? Um, I believe that persistence is the word mm-hmm. and reliance on God. I've, I've done 45 years and all. The first church that I started also started out, out of nothing. Um, and uh, ended up being one of the largest churches in that area when I left uh, to come uh, to Lubbock. And uh, I've learned that um, to get to this level uh, is learning to become a learner, uh, learning to uh, just be who you are. Don't be who you ain't because you're going to get in trouble. And this has been the problem of many that we try to imitate others and God didn't call us to be others. God called us to be us. We're all gifted differently. God has given us different callings or gifts and I believe that we should just learn uh, to wait upon him. Hey Amen. You know, and, and that's right, because in the 30 years that I've been here, uh, I've had the privilege of working with other ministries and other other pastors through this ministry. They get associated with us or, or, or come for advice or just work alongside with us at time to time. But I have seen that pastor where where they've maybe they saw a church growing in Georgia. And so they said, well, you know what? Um, we need to do that. So they come back and, and they're acting and being like that church or that pastor. And things don't work out because it's not Georgia. It's not that vision or, you know, I think at one time all the pastors were walking around like Rod Parsley with a towel on their on their shoulder, man. And we all wanted to be Rod Parsley and just different things. But one of the things that that, that you're right about is we've because we've had people come, other pastors come and say, hey, y'all need to do this. Y'all need to change that, whatever, you know, and some say, hey, you need to uh, lighten up a bit. Some say you're too light. Some say you laugh too much. Some say you don't exactly. laugh enough. But we've just maintained who we are. We haven't changed unless God asks us to change some things. There are some things that, that we've changed. But for the, for the I mean, you, could, you, can, you can vouch for this. We've been the same, you know, and pastor's been the same, and the ministry's been the same. And through all the changes that other ministries have gone, man, I'm telling you what, God has taken care of us in these 40 years of just persistence, like you said. And uh, learn to be humble. I mean, I've been... Exhorted, and at my level, I could easily say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, who do you think you are? If it was to be the carnal side of me. But I've learned to just be humble because my reliance is on God. My popularity is not on the people. Mm-hmm. My popularity is with God. As long as I'm in tune with Him, uh, the blessings will continue to exist. For one example... One time we had a missionary when I used to have the television program. 
And uh, he exhorted me on my live audience. Wow. Uh, told me that I was uh, too much of a clown. And uh, I took it. I said, okay. So I got serious with him. And then he was a clown. <laughs> and he was a real good friend of Pastor Gene. And uh, I remember Pastor Gene, man, he got mad. He said, hey, man, this guy is wrong. He said, why, <laughs> why did he tell you this? I said, that's okay. Leave him alone. Uh, but then he was trying to joke around and play around. Yeah. And I could have easily told him, you know, yes, a lot of things. But God is the one that's in control. And I've learned that. I've learned that, that we can't allow uh, those things to discourage us. Uh, one thing that I, God put in my heart is in Galatians uh, chapter 2 and verse 11 through 17, talking about Peter. How Peter, one time, he got into that danger of being a hypocrite. Uh, hypocrite in the area that uh, you hang around. Vamos a decir los cholos. But then you're around the, the big shots, and you're trying to change to please them. That's hypocrisy. Yes, sir. I like to be even with everybody. I don't care if somebody of that is well-known, is going to come, and I'm going to ignore my other friends because I know where Christ bought me from. Yes, sir. And that's one thing that, that, that Paul had to do to Peter. Mm -hmm. Had to finally call him in, in, in front of everybody, and I like mm -hmm. that because he said, come here, Peter. I need to talk to you. You're wrong. He said, what you doing? He said, when you're around the Gentiles, you're all Gentile. It is puruchuco, puruchola, whatever you want to call it. But then when you're around the others, you ignore them trying to be like them. He said, and you're wrong. And that's so true. That's so true. Because sometimes, you know, um, we got to understand that, hey, everybody's important in the sight of God. Yes, sir. And I believe that uh, that has been one of the key of victory in my life that I've learned to be uh, Jesse, not uh, one person here and another person there. I've learned to treat everybody with respect and at the same level. Because to me, God gives everyone, not just certain kind of people or certain level of people. Yes, God's gifts are for everyone. And that's one thing that I learned in this uh, 45 years here in Lubbock. I learned that when I started, uh, I had, I discipled so many young people. A lot of those disciples, Pastor Sammy was one of them. Brother Pepe was another one. Yeah, Brother Pepe. Uh, Brother Pepe, uh, he was one of my first members here in Lubbock. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I discipled them as much as I could. And, of course, if you've heard his testimony, mm -hmm. Pepe had gone through a very hard situation mm -hmm. and uh, he was about to go to prison and I could have easily ignored him and say hey man I mean I can't have you around me because you're bad news and I'm just starting or whatever you know this is a hypocrisy but I believed in him and I've, I've used him before he went to prison and I always respected him and loved him and stood there with him while the court hearings were going on but this is what I'm talking about, that uh, when God calls you, don't just look 
for a certain side of town, don't just look for a certain kind of people. Rely on God. When you rely on God, you'll succeed no matter where you're at. I've seen that in 45 years, just like uh, David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, and I've never seen his people begging for bread. Yes, sir. I uh, discipled many that were in drugs, and they were going through cold turkey. I had them on back of my pickup. Can you imagine that? Mm -hmm. And uh, I was going down the streets, and people would look at me and say, porque no, no crean que el chavo iba gritando de la fregada. Because he was going through that yeah. process. Mm -hmm. He was just like, I mean, he was going crazy and kicking and everything on the back of my truck. Yeah. But I had faith in him. And I kept on. I said, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. It's going to work, it's going to work. Mm -hmm. And I've learned, I, I wouldn't trade those moments for anything in the world because that's what it's all about. Yes. The love of Christ. Yes. You know, you said that word discipleship. And for some of you, you may think discipleship is just a class and a set of classes. And you find out all. discipleship is about class, but it's also about learning as we're going, mm -hmm. as we're living, you know. So discipleship, you get discipled. Man, like right now, we're, we're doing discipleship right now. You're learning some key principles through what's being taught here on Wednesdays and Sundays. You're hearing the heart uh, of the pastors. You're hearing pastor's heart. You're hearing vision. You're hearing all these things. So you're getting discipleship in two different ways. Your foundation in Christ and as a leader, and some of you as pastors, okay? And so you can get discipled by... First of all, being here Wednesdays, Sundays, listening to the heart of what comes out of this pulpit. Mm -hmm. Secondly, by fellowship. Every time we get fellowship, it's not just to hang out and, and eat together, although it's good stuff. Yeah. But those are the times where we can talk and we can, we can ask questions and we can say, Hey, Pastor Kerry, you know, you, the other day you were talking about this. What did you mean? Or, hey, how did you get over this? This is where we can get really connected and learn and grow. That's why it's very important that you connect every chance that we get, you know, and so, I, you know, I'm looking out at the crowd, but not only uh, Pastor Sam is here and Pep is here, but I could say that you probably discipled um, Jaime back there. He traveled with us for a good while, and, and he knows. He knows uh, the heart of the ministry and just different people that are here that, that have gone along the way. Nathan's been here since, gosh, I think, he, was he born here? Nathan, were you born here? Yeah. He doesn't even remember. He used to sing Gande Escobar. Grande es Jova. <laughs> he, he's been here since birth, all right? Yes, yes. And uh, uh, so many people uh, that have been here for a long, long time uh, that have been discipled through the ministry. Yes. And so it's very important. I want to encourage you uh, to get connected that way. Pastor Kerry, you know, when he got started in ministry, uh, like he said last week, or Pastor Furman brought it up, uh, he ministered here. When he was 17 years old, 17 years old, when you challenged yes. him to preach behind yes. his pulpit. And I bet that was an experience. Yes, sir, it was. Yes, sir, it was. <laughs> I remember I didn't sleep the night before. Like, seriously, I really didn't. I was so nervous. But, Pastor, you were talking about discipleship. Um, in the last 40 years, would you say that's a, a core value, something that is important? Because you talked about, we're talking about persistency over 40 years, right? Yes. And everybody can apply this to your life. So if you want to be consistent and persistent in something for longevity, 
you know, you, you talked about discipleship. Would you say that's been a key core value to this ministry over the yes, last 40 yes, years? Yes, because that, that's where your survival is. I learned this on the world. I learned this on the streets. I had a choice, either starve or live. Many times I was left for dead because of drugs. And I learned a lot of things in the world which helps me now in Christ that, hey, you can't give up. You can't give up. you got to continue fighting forward. And the main key is discipleship. In the world, mm -hmm. it's learning how to watch your back. Mm -hmm. I learned that when I was at home. Of course, I had my big brother who always took care of me. He would do the fighting for me, and he, would, he wouldn't let them touch me. But when I ran away from home and lived on my own, I had to learn all those things. And it's the same way in the kingdom of God. Satan is like a roaring lion. And if you don't know how to fight him, he'll kill you, he'll destroy you, and he'll make a mess out of you. But if you learn how to fight him and how to read his tricks, you'll make it. Yeah. I've seen it. I mean, what the kind of ministry that I started, it's not an easy ministry. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have dependency on big churches. My dependency yeah. was on God. I had a big church that helped me when I first started in 1984. And, uh, and I started getting too attached to the pastor. And uh, I remember that I was told they were going to give me a new building. They were going to give me everything. And then all of a sudden, when I'm preaching one Sunday night, I was supposed to preach at that church. Mm. And uh, it was a Trinity church. And uh, they got me the news. The pastor just got killed on a plane crash. Mm. What was the first fleshly reaction? Man, what are we going to do now? Because, I mean, yeah. this is a big step of faith. This is not yeah. easy. Yeah. You ask me, would you do it again as old as I am? I would. I would. Because, man, it's fun trusting God. It's fun walking in faith. It's fun seeing how God can turn crazy things into marvelous things. And I remember that when that happened, God just assured me and said, your trust is in me. One pastor gave me this scripture, Proverbs 3. I think it's four and five. Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean into your own understanding. But in all your ways, in everything that you do, acknowledge him. And you can make it for sure that he's going to direct your path. Amen. And that helped me so much because that happened in 1984. I had just yeah. started. Yeah. And everything was looking good. And even though the church still helped me, this is the first thing that I told them. Mm. I said, okay, okay, you guys want to help me? Fine. I said, but are you going to try to change my praise? And I said, no, we're Chicanos around here. And, you know, the Chicanos, they like to move a boat and things like that. And uh, <laughs> I said, are you all going to try to change our style? I said, because I got a bunch of crazy people in my congregation. 
And if you're planning to do that, you might as well call it off because I'm not going to do this. I'm going to take care of my people. You see, this is where you can be bought because you say, well, okay, if it's for help, I'll throw away todos los que me digan. No, 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 don't you do that. Do what God calls you to do. And, of course, the pastor started laughing. He said, of course not. He said, we would never do that. That's why we like you, they mm -hmm. said, mm -hmm. because you're daring, you're different, and you're a challenger. They said, we want to help you because of what you're doing. We have never seen it the way you're doing things. Amen. Nothing God for that. Amen. Um, you know, Pastor Kerry, you and I have talked with some pastors that uh, getting ready to start churches, man. And, and they're like, yeah, we're getting ready to start a church. And can you believe it, Pastor, that today most churches, when they start, they start with a $1 million budget. Yes, sir. They do. Um, we, we know some, some pastors that are like, yeah, we're going to start a church. We're going to launch in about a year. We're, we, we've got about 300000 We're believing for a million because once we get started, we want to start off right. And we're like, I'm like, what? A million-dollar budget because they start with everything. They start with children's ministry, uh, youth. I mean, they start with everything. And when they hit the ground, they hit the ground running. And um, we're talking about 1983, you get started with nothing, and then 84, you get a little backup, but then very quickly, they, like, pull the rug from out from under you. So it's like, you got to keep trusting God. Yeah, and I was made fun of when I, when television came, cable television came to Lubbock uh, in 1985, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. I was the first one there on the meetings with all the big shots, and... Uh, some pastors were very mean. They told me, what are you doing here? I said, I'm going to be on TV too. I said, man, you don't even have cameras. You don't even have nothing. What are you talking about? Well, lo and behold, I was the only one at that time that stayed on TV. I got donated first-class cameras, and everything just fell into place. And, we, you know, we came mm -hmm. to the moment mm -hmm. where we were at about four or five worldwide networks coming out all over the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't remember when one pastor told us. He said, man, I can't understand you guys. Mm -hmm. You run a million-dollar ministry with $100. said, I don't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. I don't either, and I don't want to worry about it yeah. either. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this pastor has a church, and they had a large, large budget to start their ministry, and, and they just couldn't figure out how to, how to do it, and they never did it. They never, they never got started. They couldn't figure out how we did it, and believe me, we did a lot of work uh, in, in, on television, broadcasting, everything, because uh, I know, because I got here at like 7, 8 in the morning, I got a lunch break, I went home at 5, 8 with my family, till about 7, 8, 9 o'clock in the evening. Once they went to bed, I came right back up here and did videos till about 2 in the morning and started up again the next day and the next day and the next day. And that's just the way, that's just the way things had to operate in order for this ministry to keep going at the level that it was going, and we were just working nonstop, working nonstop all the time. Uh, like I said last week, there was times where we'd come in, Pastor, see our, our families for just a little bit, and then we would go out again, and then we had meetings after that, and just so many things to keep the ministry going the way it's going. And so we've seen a lot in these 40 years, mm -hmm. but here recently, like, like things are just changing so quickly, yes. so quickly. Where, where, where is it that you're believing that this ministry, uh, and what direction this ministry need, does it need to head into in these next 40 years? Um, 
I just see that there's an importance of a call on the young generation, mm -hmm. but I also see the importance of being careful. Mm -hmm. Because in ministries, many ministries right now are super careless. Yes. And the Bible does say that we're going to be caught by surprise if we are not careful. Uh, I get people to tell me, well, they do this in that ministry. I said, but what does this say? Mm -hmm. I like what the pastor that uh, God has used a lot to minister to all these presidents, except this last one. I guess not many pastors go with him. But he said, they asked him the question, well, are you left or are you right? He said, I'm on the center and tall for what this word says. If this word says it's sin, it's sin. Mm -hmm. It's not what the new generation thinks. It's what this Bible, he is still the same as he was yesterday. He is the same today. And he'll be the same tomorrow. And I, I just look at this that we... As long as we're focused and putting him as center, mm -hmm. we're going to see the greatest revival because there's yes. a, a, a big uh, shaking coming mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. a lot of ministries have forgotten the values mm -hmm. yeah. because they want to go with the flow. Yes, you guys sir. talked about the flow yes, sir. not too long ago. And it's dangerous when you ask with the onda because, I mean... Being popular, whatever. Yeah. Trends, no. yeah, trendy, trying to be trendy. Yes, yes, we have to be careful and learn where our sinner is. And uh, our sinner is Jesus. But I do see this. I know that I am at that age now. I used to get offended when they used to call me. I was too young. Now I wish they would do it, do it again, but they don't do it no more. But uh, uh, I just believe that this church just needs to be focused. I know there's changes coming, but that all the changes are Christ-centered, and we're okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pastor, anything you got? Yeah, so what do you, what do you want to see more of here at MNV, Pastor? At this church, what is something that you want to see more of as a church? Um, you know, we, Pastor Chris just asked you about, like, where you see us heading the next 40 years. So, like, as a church, what is it that you want to see from us as a church moving forward? It's just a training process. Um, I want to see, uh, not in y'all, but in the congregation itself, maturity. Some of us, we get offended so easy over mm -hmm. such crazy things. Mm -hmm. In other words, any little misunderstanding, we're already given up. Can't do that. Can't do that. If you would know what me and my wife have gone through in the 45 years of ministry, the accusations, the attacks, the lies, I mean, you name it. But we've made it because we don't allow those things to affect us. Yes, they hurt. I'd be a hypocrite to tell you that it doesn't hurt. I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm tough. No, it hurts. Just like in the world, it hurts when you get whipped. I know that. Uh, it hurts. But your job is to stand up, shake off the dust, and learn from it, 
and go forward. Your best witness, your best testimony is Jesus Christ. And that's where I focus on. I don't, you know, I see people sometimes, you know, that like there was this person. I was starting to like him. He was a cholo and came out on Facebook a lot. And I was starting to like him. I was like, I like this young man. Tamil, she's on, but I like him. And uh, he was going real good. But then all of a sudden, he had it out with his wife. And so Facebook is the worst enemy. Yes. He started putting in case you all didn't know, let me tell you something about her. And started giving oh, away man. her secrets. Oh, man. I was like, ah, que menso. Yeah. I was like, this is not the right thing to do. Just because I have a fight with my wife, I'm not going to come and use the pulpit and, and tell everybody, no. No. We learn to handle our problems in our marriage in prayer mm -hmm. and within ourselves and those that are around me that are strong enough. Mm -hmm. The question that you asked me, Pastor Kerry, what I want is that growth to be taught in the church that because we're going to need it. Yes, sir. We're going to need it because right now we're under attack. Some people say we're too old-fashioned, but we're not going to be old-fashioned too much longer because mm -hmm. times are coming where it's going to get hard and the Bible says that only those that seek him in spirit and in truth mm -hmm. are going to get true answers yes, sir. and true results. Yeah, yeah we, we, we uh, you know, there's, there's coming a time where people are going to come back because yes. we're speaking the truth, okay? We're speaking the truth. And I know people that have come back, Pastor, that have told me, hey, look, we left for a while. We, we were going to this other church, but I just stopped drinking. And yet now they're telling me, let's do it over here right after the prayer meeting, I just got out of that. So they come back because they say, it's not the lifestyle I want, you know. Um, but you're right, you know, maturity. I hear people all the time, you know, that, that say they still come to church here, but they don't come to church here. I think they, they want the benefits, but not the commitment. Can I get an amen? They want all the benefits. I want the pastors to know if they can pray for me, but I'm not going to go for at least half a year because... You know, but, you know, and I've heard things like, well, I would go, Pastor, but, I mean, I see that person going, and I see the way they're living. Quit looking at everybody else. Yeah. And besides that, you know, everybody's a hypocrite at your work, but you still go. <laughs> everybody's, every, there's a lot of people out of shape and overweight at the gym, but we still go. There you go. That's what I was going to say. Chill, bro. Big, big. I go to the gym right now. <laughs> I'm trying to get back into it. I know you just didn't call me out of here because, like that. That's funny, bro. Wow. Because people say, you know, what's wrong? What's wrong with one drink? Well, what's wrong with one taco? Look at this. Uh, yeah. I mean, and now I'm trying to cut it. Marriage, That's a happy marriage right there, yeah. man. I'm yeah. trying to cut it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through uh, happy, cold man. turkey, and I have nightmares that a taco is attacking me. Yeah. And it's so, hard, man. I mean, yeah. Here's something that I see today when you talk about maturity. I wrote this down in my journal notes the other day to get us back on track here. I wrote down, today what we have is a generation that is overtaught and underapplied. Yeah. 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 I, bet, I feel like yeah. y'all didn't catch that. Overtaught. Yeah, we know it all. A generation that is overtaught and underapplied. So in other words, we come to church, we hear the word of God every single Sunday, every single Wednesday. You see it on social media, you see it on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. 
It is flooding it's it's your a... life, but ain't nobody applying the word of God to their life. So we That's have right. a generation that is overtaught, but underapplied. And that is so key to maturity. Yeah. It's so key to mature growth is because it's not just hearing the word, but being doers of the word. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so, yeah, Pastor, I agree. Yeah. I, I yeah. think I, I'm, I totally agree with what you're saying as far as like maturity is, you know, it has to come to a point to where you're not dependent on a leader or pastor's faith to get you through in a sense. You have to mm-hmm. learn to build your faith and fight the good fight of faith when you call pastor at 3 a.m. and guess what? he's asleep and doesn't answer his phone, you know how to go to the Lord in prayer and say, God, I'm depending on you in faith right now. I'm trusting you. That's when you know you've reached a whole new level of maturity. And so I agree. That's something that I was... And and I've done that a lot. Um, When people call me and I tell them, look, all you got to do is use your authority. (laughs) I remember one time, (laughs) Brother Robert, they had just come from, uh, moved to this church, but in their denomination... They were not too hot on, on demons. They call us for that. And so one day they were dealing with, I'm talking a heavy-duty demon. And I'm not talking physically. I'm talking spiritually. And uh, that, that lady would raise the table like this with her hand. That's what a demonized person can do. And so they called me. They were just like exhausted, him and uh, Pastor Onesimo. And, and, and Pastor Onesimo was like, ah, Pastor Cisneros. Uh, we don't know what to do, and, 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 and we got this demonized demon manifested, and uh, uh, what do we do? I said, just use the authority of Jesus Christ, and you'll have the victory. Yes. And <laughs> I hung up on him, and Brother Robert asked him, what did, he, what did he say? What did he say? He said, for us to go ahead and use the authority, Brother Robert said, woohoo. Woohoo. <laughs> 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 I felt bad. And I, I told my wife, man, I better go. And yes, when I got there, it was serious. But that lady got delivered. And, but, uh, yeah, uh, we need that. Yeah. We need that challenge. Mm-hmm. You can do all things through Christ mm-hmm. who gives you the strength. If you were crazy for the world, why don't you be crazy for Christ? Yes. If you were daring in the world, why can't you be daring for mm-hmm. Christ? Mm-hmm. If you were a fighter in the world, why don't you fight against the demons? In other words, instead of being in the world, now you're in Christ, but be as bad as you can Amen. in the kingdom of God. And that's where you're going to see great results. Yes. And, you know, I want to let you know, church, that sometimes when we teach uh, biblical principles and you're like, man, that, you know, that just takes a lot of dedication, a lot of uh, uh, determination, a lot of d- discipline. Uh, and there's some shortcuts we want to take. Uh, it's not just for a great church service or to be a good church leader. These biblical principles will help you get ahead in your everyday life. You know, as pastors, when we say, hey, you know, uh, that wasn't too cool, man, the way you handled that situation with your wife. You know, be, be listening. Listen to, listen to, to wisdom because that will help you have a better marriage or vice versa, you know. Uh, for the wives or, or for uh, taking care of friends or family. When we talk to you about, hey, maybe you need to change your attitude a little bit. Don't get offended. We're teaching you so that you can prosper and be ahead in every area of your life. All the principles that I've been taught biblically here in this ministry with integrity and, and, and work ethic and all these things, that's what puts me ahead in the world. Everywhere I go, 
every, you know, people are like, man, there's something different. I mean, you know, uh, for instance, they're, they're at work, you know, I, I, sometimes I'll go in the locker room and I'm like, hey, uh, you guys still know I'm here, right? They're like, yeah, but we don't worry about you because you take care of business. We don't go mess with you. We, we know things are going to get done. Well, I learned some of those principles here, okay? And by being corrected and by being told again and by repeating, hey, did you get that done? Did you get that done? Hey, did you do it this way? And, and, and I know sometimes, Pastor Kerry, I, I do it with you. And I'm, sometimes I go home and I'm like, man, I, I got to back off. I think I told him like three times because I don't want him to forget. But it's not that we don't trust. It's, not any, it's just that we're trying to build something in you that will be a blessing to your life. You know? And people can trust you. Absolutely. Uh, when I had my business, this is funny because... When I would go load the merchandise on my truck, uh, the man would just stare at me. And, and one day he came to me and he said, man, he said, of course, in his talk, ¿Sabes qué, carnal? Te quisieras quinear, vato, pero algo traes tú. And I smiled at him because mm -hmm. what he was trying to tell me was, man, I want to steal and give it to you. Because he said, that's what I do. I steal and give it to you. There's something in you that I just can't do it. And of course, I could have easily said, no, me carnal, calmate la concha, echale lo que quieras. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> God is your provider. And I smiled and I told him, thank you for trusting yes. me like that. I said, because God will bless my business when I'm a man of integrity. Yes. And, and he said, and I started ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ to him. Yes. But you see, it's not only a key mm -hmm. that counts. Mm -hmm. It's how do you act out there? Yes. What do people see in you out there? That's right. Because if they say, or even if your wife doesn't believe you, hijo, tienes problemas? Yeah. Because if you cannot be a priest in your own home, how can you be a priest over the people? Amen. You got to be the example. You have to be the priest of your home, yes. and then God can use you. Yes. And I learned that. My wife, of course, she doesn't like, como dice Pastor Chris Papacito, she never has told me that, <laughs> but, uh, uh, or the, uh, thou, or whatever, but. The Lord, I've heard her call you my Lord. My Lord, yeah. <laughs> and Savior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she respects, because if I don't have her respect, I don't think I could minister the way I minister. I'm a man that ministers out of the heart. I'm not a man that ministers uh, uh, seminary style. I'm a man that preaches heart values. And I've always been doing that. And that's how I believe it. Pastor Kerry, I'll let you end it up here in a minute. Um, but it's true what he's saying because, you know, I remember we went to go buy some, uh, some wheat seed one time. We were going to plant some, some, some seed in the ground. And there was a gentleman there that worked, and, and he saw the same thing. We bought like three bags of seed, and, and he looks around, and he's like, hey, man, I got y'all, man. I was like, what are, you, so what are you talking about, man? He said, I'm going to add three more bags, bro. I got you. I was like, no, 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 don't do that, man. Don't do that, please. We got to pay for these, right? Later on, we found out that his father started coming to church here. His mother started coming to church here, and he would come and visit often. What would have happened? Had we went ahead and took him up on that deal, he said, man, I know those guys, man. They took me up on my offer. I know who you are. Yeah, I know who you guys are. But then here's the last one. Pastor Kerry, we were in Russia, 1996, man. We're in Russia. We're preaching the gospel. 
And we were preaching the gospel to this uh, guy in the lobby. He's loud. He, we, we, used to, we started calling him Winnie the Pooh. I don't know if you remember that, but we called him because he looked like Winnie the Pooh. But anyway, we didn't know. We did not know that this guy was one of the big shots for the mafia. We didn't know that because he was the life of the party. We had fun. We were laughing. He was laughing. And he was there in the lobby. And we were preaching the gospel. We'd come out from, from preaching all day. We would have supper. and We would have to go to the lobby. And he was there all the time with his, with his entourage and everybody. Well, we ministered to him. We talked to him. And then we gave him a couple of Bibles and led him to the Lord. And he was sobbing. He was crying. And he couldn't talk. And so we left to our rooms. Okay? So about midnight... About midnight, we get a knock on the door. We're like, who is that? Okay. I mean, midnight, Russia, they're about to turn off the heaters because they turn them off from like 1 in the morning till 5 to conserve energy. So anyway, here, here we are. We get a knock on the door. Pastor Kerry, 1996, man. It's the guy. It's the guy that we ministered to and won and gave him some Bibles. Well, like I said, he's a big shot for the mafia. He shows up, and he, he's, he's kind of drunk a little bit, all right? Because over there, all they drink is water and vodka, either one. They're both clear. But anyway, he shows up, and he knocks, and he's, like, uh, so excited. He's like, my friends, my friends, you know? And he's so excited because he said, nobody's ever given me anything in my life. You guys gave me a Bible. You guys brought me salvation. He goes, and now I want to give you guys a gift. And he brought two ladies to our hotel with nothing but a fur coat on. That's it. My gift to y'all. My gift to y'all. Please take. And we're like, no, no, no. Don't do that, dude. We can't do that, man. And, of course, we had the colonel come out from the other room. You know, hey, what's going on here? You know, whatever. And we're like, and it, it was a crazy story. We had a good laugh about it and everything. But we explained to him. We ministered to him. From that day on, man, he took care of us in that hotel. Anything we needed, protection, just anything we needed, uh, but we didn't take him up on everything. But anyway, he was a blessing to our lives. And so many great testimonies. But it's just what God does in your life when you mature in him, you grow in him, and you listen to what he tells you to do. Be who you are. Don't be what you ain't. I don't know if you remember one time when this person, and, and uh, don't, no offense against homosexuals. I mean, I, 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 I have friends, and I hate the sin, but I love the person just like love. God loves the person. Uh, God can change that. But he was acting real cool, and his friends were over there, and he was like, man, he was like, yeah. And remember what they told him? Mm -hmm. Hey, no te hagas menso. Tú eres uno de los de nosotros que andas ahí haciéndote lo que no eres. You know, you'll be called in other words, like let's say that you're in the world, you want to be cool and whatever, and uh, sooner or later it's, it'll catch up. What God wants you is sincerity and reality, yes. okay? So that's, that's just, I just wanted to add that because it's yes, so important. Sir. Even like we were in Russia and it could have been easy for us yes. to do whatever we wanted to do, but no, it's not the, that's not your, your integrity with God matters. Exactly. Pastor, I just have one more question for you. You know, we talked about what you wanted to see more of in the next 40 years. Just real quick, because I know, I know we're running out of time. What is something that you believe that can hurt us in the next 40 years? In your, and from what you've seen over the last 40 years, what is something that you see that, you know what, if, if this is something that we become a part of or whatever as a ministry whole, 
that can, in a sense, um, can cause cause hurt, damage, or, or something along those lines? So we get ahead of ourselves. We get ahead of ourselves. Compromise? Yes. In other words, if we start compromising and saying, well, let's be like the rest, it's going to hurt us on the long run. And it's going to hurt you because you know that you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're doing what you want to just look good around people. And it and, and feels good, but it's not good. Yeah, I wear this ring, but I earned it. It took a lot to get this ring. And uh, I'm not going to buy a ring on a pawn shop and just to fool people. No, you have to learn to not compromise with the world and do what Christ is telling us. And on the end of the race, we're going to see our crown. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in to New Life Podcast. Again, you can catch us every Thursday at 7 p.m. in English. Uh, you can catch us on Tuesday if you want to watch it in Spanish. You can catch it on uh, Facebook and YouTube, MV Love or Vida. Or you can listen to it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So until next time, we'll see y'all then. God bless. God bless. Amen.